harsh snowstorm lashing against the family's dwelling reflected the devastating winter they experienced. The mother brought her family's meager rationed food to the table and called for them. Her hunter husband pried himself from the window and hoped for a break in the storm after dinner to get food for a starving family. Their children complained about their minuscule portions while their mother tried to smile past their telltale signs of starvation. Her husband's eyes widened as the snowstorm lightened and purged his mind of the morbid option of survival because that way lied madness and the creature. The creature was the Northern American indigenous cannibal, the Wendigo. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. Happy New Year, and for fellow fans of Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, I wish you a happy year of the beleaguered badger. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 44, the Northern American indigenous cannibal, the Wendigo, part one. That's right, there was much to cover, and our story was so long that this episode had to be made into two parts. It takes over 20 hours to produce one of our episodes, but becoming a Patreon supporter will allow me to hire assistants to help us enjoy longer episodes. So consider becoming a Patreon supporter of our show today. I'm Kamuela Kaneshiro, a professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. You can support us by getting two or three of your friends to listen to our show. And don't forget to claim your free bonus episode by joining our email list today. But now, the Wendigo. While the creature has many names, it's most commonly referred to as the Wendigo. Wendigo stories are shared by various indigenous people including the Algonquins, the Inuits, who have stretched throughout Canada, Northern America, and Alaska. There's two descriptions of what a Wendigo looks like. Traditionally, they appear almost like walking skeletons with taunt skin and dark, sunken eyes. Modern interpretations depict an anthropomorphic creature with various animal parts, including antlers, cloven hooves, and an animal skull. This modern interpretation of various animal parts is interesting because Wendigos are believed to be altered humans. There's a few ways humans can become a Wendigo. One can wish to become one or be cursed. But the most common way is through cannibalism. Stories claim snowbound people who turned to cannibalism for survival starts down a morbid path 
which will physically change them into a Wendigo. They'll also continue desiring to eat humans, for it is believed Wendigos grow bigger after eating, which makes them hungrier, creating a loop of perpetual hunger. So the Wendigo can be seen as a cautionary tale against people indulging in cannibalism, which leads us to a condition known as Wendigo psychosis. Wendigo psychosis is when people believe they or others are possessed by a Wendigo spirit. Symptoms include depression, delusion, and thoughts of homicide and cannibalism. Many who experienced Wendigo psychosis were killed by others who believed they were ridding the world of a Wendigo. Wendigo psychosis became a hotly debated topic in the 1980s when the actions of past anthropologists were put into question. The Wendigo's never-ending loop of hunger was seen as greed and excessive consumption. Indigenous people saw this greed in settlers who desired more resources, trade, and land, which was magnified with the gold rush. The following is a Legends from the Pacific original story and is based on cultural records. A renowned hunter trudged against the bitter snowstorm. He grew weak, but lights from a village gave him hope for shelter. The villagers hesitated accepting the hunter, but the village elder silenced them and welcomed the hunter. The elder apologized for his people's rudeness while he fed the hunter and explained they were worried the hunter was one of them. The hunter stopped eating and asked who? The Wendigo, the elder said, adding wood to the fire. Years ago, we saved a child from being eaten by a husband and his wife, but we didn't have the courage to kill the couple since they were respected members of our village. We exiled them, hoping they'd eventually kill each other, or someone would do what we couldn't. But we discovered tracks circling our village, and our scouts tracked them to a dwelling not far from here. The elder wiped his tears, for his people were inexperienced dealing with Wendigo. The hunter insisted the village was in the right. He continued that he killed Wendigos and vowed to deal with the Wendigos for the elder and his village. The next day, the storm lightened, but looming clouds warned the break wouldn't be long. Fresh tracks circling the village were discovered, and they led to the Wendigos' dwelling. The hunter gathered his things and went to survey the dwelling before the storm resumed. Following the tracks, the hunter realized they were made by a single person. Soon, the hunter smelled the dwelling's fire, then saw a hovel among a group of trees. The hunter kept along the trees as he scouted the hovel. 
a skeletal woman moved from the windows. Her leathery skin stretched across her bony frame. Her fingernails were like claws, and her dark, sunken eyes were as faint as her remaining strands of hair. The hunter welcomed the chance of killing her while she was alone, but needed certainty. Realizing the woman didn't know he was hunting her, the hunter approached the hovel and knocked on the door. The woman happily answered and invited him in. She offered him a seat at her table while she constantly wiped her drooling mouth and struggled, maintaining a calm demeanor with such a delicious-looking human. The woman hurried to fix the hunter a bowl of soup. The hunter complimented the woman's aromatic soup and her aptitude for living alone in such harsh conditions. The woman chuckled, saying a new village nearby provided her needs, and her husband would be home shortly. The hunter was on the dwelling's only chair, and there were no men's clothes in the disheveled hovel. She asked the hunter to check if the soup needed more seasoning, while she cleared the table. The hunter went to the pot and stirred the soup, as the woman said her husband would love to meet him. The hunter stirred up a human skull. He spun to the woman. She attacked him with a knife, but he used the ladle to whack her across her face. She recoiled, but the hunter pressed his attack before she could get her bearings and quickly dispatched the Wendigo woman. That's all the time we have this week, but don't worry, our next episode will be out soon. Thank you very much for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho.